Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. How you talk to your spouse reflects what's in your heart. I'm John Fuller, along with my friends and Focus colleagues, Greg and Aaron Smalley. And Aaron, why is it so important to talk kindly to my spouse? This is kind of a rhetorical yeah. question, but help us understand. Yeah, well, because often when we are in that season, maybe of being frustrated and angry and irritable and defensive, sometimes we don't even realize it, but our spouse certainly does. And what I see consistently with couples is that when one tries to bring it up to say, hey, I'm not feeling safe here. Like, I don't feel like I can really share who I am or um, bring up issues because the reaction is so intense that then the reaction is worse and it becomes tenfold. Like, what are you talking about? I'm not irritable. I'm not angry. And so I'm just encouraging as these conversations happen between you and your spouse, hear what your spouse is saying. If you are in a season where there's stress or maybe there's conflict, take a look at yourself from both perspectives because anger and irritability, um, disrespect, sarcasm cause the relationship to feel very unsafe and Mm -hmm. someone will close down and disconnect. Or maybe both spouses will do that. Yeah. And we've, you know, we've had our own challenges with uh, raising a special needs child who, um, we love him dearly, but he just absorbs so much emotional energy. And I would have to sometimes just look at Dina and say, I'm sorry, but I've been dealing with this and I took, you know, I I didn't shift gears to deal with you in a kind Mm -hmm. manner. So, Mm Uh, it's important to kind of own your stuff and to be respectful toward each other. Uh, Dr. David Clark is going to talk a little bit more about this kind of thing as he gives some very practical ideas on how to communicate with your spouse. Here he is with Jim Daly. You mentioned the train, and that was a great concept in the book. In fact, Gene and I talked about that. Describe the train and why it is so important to understand the train concept. This literally, I wouldn't say saved our marriage, the blonde and I, but it revolutionized it, no question, because we were not having deeper conversations. So the way the train works is you have a woman and a man at a train station, and the train's on the tracks, and they're waiting to board it. Okay, well, they're in a conversation on the platform, woman talking, sharing, uh, man's there. When the man feels the need to get some space and do some processing, he doesn't do it with her on the platform. That would be heaven. That's not heaven. Heaven down here is, is real life. So the man needs the train. He'll hop on the train and go down the track some distance alone. She doesn't board the train. She doesn't chase the train. He's got to do it personally. He could be sitting right next to her in the car in a couple talk time at a restaurant. He's got to process internally. So you're saying emotionally he just needs some distance to oh, think. Oh, yeah. Every right. single time before he shares something personal. The woman thinks, why can't you share it just now? I'm, we're right here. I share it. You're listening. What's the matter with your brain? Isn't it connected? The I two want to be on the train with I'm you. I'm telling you. Oh, and she'd love to be on the train, too. No, no, you can't get on the train. She'll be stopped. Now, the key is it's a loop train. It's just a big loop, like these commuter trains in large U.S. cities, New York, uh, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia. If you stay on the loop train long enough, it'll always come back to where you started. That's where the woman's waiting to hear what you have to say. So it's not getting on the train and never coming back. Every woman listening is saying, oh, Dave, really? Tell me something I don't know. I know all about the train. He's always getting on the train, and he never comes back. The blonde's saying that now. Really? What a genius. Okay, well, when you figure out the train is only God-designed preparation to talk to your lady, it works. But who who initiates the return? How do you get into that dialogue again? Especially if the man's not coming back on the train, right? Good question. Does she come and say, hey— 
I'm on the platform. She's allowed one adult-to-adult reminder. Now, we're hoping the guy, again, we're talking 25, 30% of the time of the topic she shares, hopefully he'll ride the train and come back with a response. That's not 100%. That's not 80, but it's enough to carry things. Now, if you want the man to ride the train and it's an important topic for you, because one category is I'm just going to talk about a bunch of things. If you want to ride the train on one or two of these things, go ahead. I don't care which one, and you let me know. He'll come back on his own. But if the lady really wants him to respond to a topic, that's maybe 10, 15% of topics. This is important to me. I need to have a response. Tell the man that because he won't know. Everything you say seems to be important to you. Yeah, I would think that can be frustrating for the wife that she has to say that. I mean, I'm just sensing it, that I have to say, this one's important to me, even though you should know that. So please respond to me, even though you should know that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And you don't want to be edgy because then he'll clam up. But it's true. It's frustrating. You're not saying the second part, but is that hard for someone to discipline themselves in that way? Oh, it is. Very hard. But I say to the wives, gently and lovingly, get over it because it's a guy. It's only a few words, and then he'll know, this is a 10. I need to have a response on this. Otherwise, he doesn't know it's that important. But that's even good to give it a score. Like, this is a 10. Can you help me here and respond to me and don't take the train? Right. Guys think in terms (laughs) of numbers. So what is that about? I mean, I remember early on in our marriage, Dina would look at me and say, well, if I have to tell you, then you've totally missed it. And I'd be looking at her like, I, I don't get it. Penalty flag. Yeah. So, but what, what <laughs> inside of her was saying, you should get this, John. Well, I shouldn't have to explain this need to you. You know who's at fault for this? The Hallmark Channel. Yeah. I am just telling you now because everything seems to work out. And women want to know, this is kind of ingrained in them, I think, as, as little girls as they grow up. Boy, if you really love and are connected to me, then you would know, as Jim says, and as you're saying, John. And you would know this is important. And so you would respond. Wouldn't that be like perfect? I have to convince the ladies, ain't ever going to happen. <laughs> right. You married a man. He, he's not made that way. So with a few, ec- and the beauty is the payoff is with a few extra words, honey, this is important to me. And I want you to know that it's a 10. Please get back to me. Walk away at that point. Don't press him. And that would be good. Now, don't tap your foot. Then he actually will ride the train. There's a chance he'll do it. Pretty good chance. Come back and then initiate. And that's what you want. So we got to get him past that. Oh, if this just would work out, I shouldn't have to share my needs. Mm. No, that's not reality. David, I really want to ask this question because as a clinical psychologist, but, and that's good, that's good training, but you're a Christian. Foundationally, that it's your faith. What was God thinking? I mean, why? (laughs) I mean, I don't want to be irreverent, but I'm thinking there's got to be a big purpose in this. I personally, I think it's to train us to be more selfless, to be more like him. That's why he designed it this way to be somewhat frustrating, so we have to become more giving in our marriages. And by learning that, we become more giving in all all of our relationships. But add that God component to this. I mean, we talk about the testosterone wash and brain chemistry. Sounds very, okay, observational. But what was God doing? Well, he knows what he's doing, but it's a good question. On paper, marriage is a disastrous idea. He does that, first of all, because we have to have him. He's got to be at the center. We've got to be both connected to him and sharing him spiritually together in order to have any chance to do these things. God won't be left out of anything. Uh, If you leave him out, it, it dies. The second thing is he wants us to really work at it. If you love is I do the tough things, I will work on this for you. It's not not good at it. I don't want to do it for you. I will do it. And so that really, the working together leads to the deeper level. If it was just easy, like like infatuation and and courtship, that would be a superficial relationship. To get deeper with God's help, you got to work at it. It's worth it. But God wants to make it tough. Anything in life is tough. Christian life is tough. Mm -hmm. 
So David mentioned the importance of putting God first in your marriage. And Greg, um, the relationship with our Heavenly Father really does influence the way we talk to each other, doesn't it? 100%. You know, take 1 Corinthians 13, for example. So this is kind of the love... Oh, so you're going to lead with the big one. Yeah, Yeah. the love chapter. So if if I want to be like God... um, then emulate who he is. He is love. And then 1 Corinthians 13 goes on to explain exactly what does love look like and what are the behaviors? How would you know if you were being loving? Hmm. And that's you talk about a great exercise to do as I think about how I want to treat Aaron. You know, just, just keep running through 1 Corinthians 13 again and again and again. You know, love is patient. So... In what ways am I being patient with her? Am I impatient to where I'm not giving her enough time to speak or to talk or to get ready or whatever? I mean, just how does that play out? Can I just insert a a real quick recent example? It was after dinner, we'd cleaned up, and I had plan A in my mind of what was going to go on. And Dina had plan A in her mind, but it was different than my plan A. (laughs) So she's like, can I just tell you something? And I thought... Oh, brother. And I kind of rolled my eyes, but I realized what I need to do here is put my agenda down and pick up her agenda because that was important to her to connect. So I I had to listen patiently as she unpacked some stuff. I I wasn't in the mindset of the moment, but if you take a breath and just remember, I'm here for her, that can really help. Hmm. Yeah, it really does. And that's why I want to be like my heavenly father and how he loves Mm -hmm. And, and it just, it's such a great list. You know, the, even like kindness. You think of um, the one time in the entire Bible. So, I mean, this is huge. This only happened once to where we actually see God operating as a husband, trying to win back his bride. This is the children of Israel, but this is what he says. That's his bride. And so the the way he says, I'm going to win her back and reconnect with her is that he's talking about, I, I need to get her attention. I need to allure her. Think about a fishing lure that's attracting a fish to turn towards it. So he's saying, you know, I need to get her attention in the way that I'm going to do that. Number one, the very first thing that he does is I'm going to speak tenderly to mm-hmm. her. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be gentle. And you talk about a great reminder. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how do I... Speak kindly. How how am I being tender with with Aaron? In like in your example, I mean, there's times where you know I'm like motioning for her to get to the point. Like, okay, you're, this, I don't need all this. I have this, done that. This added detail. information and detail, and that's <laughs> rude. That's not being gentle and kind. Or you know, when I'm tired and frustrated and worn out by whatever. You know, do, do, am I snapping at her? Am I being short with her? I mean, it's just it's just great reminders and gives us something to target yeah. as far as behavior. Yeah, mm-hmm. and well, what I really hear you saying, and I encourage my couples, and this is what we work towards in, in therapy, is that when you're approaching each other, make it slow to make it soft and make it safe mm-hmm. and just gentle. That's exactly what you're saying. The three S's. The three S's, the gentle interaction is going to go well and you have influence over that you have control over how you show up i'm i'm just thinking there's a lot of head change that has to happen for the words to come out right and so reset as you can uh, next time you know you and your spouse are going to be together and have a few moments to talk reset check your uh, work brain at the door and put on your slow soft and safe 
hat. I like that, Erin. That's good. And if you need some help in communicating with your spouse, please know that we have a team of caring Christian counselors here on staff at Focus on the Family. They're here to talk to you and to give you some guidance. And um, it's a free consultation by phone. Uh, Call and we'll set up a time. And if you need, we'll even refer you to someone to uh, counsel with on a regular basis in your own local area. So call 800, the letter A in the word family, and just say you'd like to see about setting up a a time with one of our counselors. Again, 800-232-6459. And then um, you can also find resources online like Dr. Clark's book, Men Are Clams, Women Are Crowbars. It's got excellent advice, and it's a great read. We'll send that to you when you make a donation of any amount to this ministry. Uh, you can donate when you call or at focusonthefamily.com slash marriagepodcast. Well, next time we're going to hear from Mylan and Kay Yurkovich about helping your spouse when he or she comes from an abusive home. I'm John Fuller, and for Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team here, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. <music>